section one of curiosities of literature volume three this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. curiosities of literature volume three by isaac disraeli local descriptions nothing is more idle and what is less to be forgiven in a writer more tedious than minute and lengthened descriptions of localities where it is very doubtful whether the writers themselves had formed any tolerable notion of the place they describe it is certain their readers never can these descriptive passages in which writers of imagination so frequently indulge are usually a glittering confusion of unconnected things circumstances recollected from others or observed by themselves at different times the finest are thrust in together if a scene from nature it is possible that all the seasons of the year may be jumbled together or if a castle or an apartment its magnitude or its minuteness may equally bewilder yet we find even in works of celebrity whole pages of these general or these particular descriptive sketches which leave nothing behind but noun substantives propped up by random epithets the old writers were quite delighted to fill up their voluminous pages with what was a great saving of sense and thinking in the alaric of scudery sixteen pages containing nearly five hundred verses describe a palace commencing at the facade and at length finishing with the garden but his description we may say was much better described by boileau whose good taste felt the absurdity of this in overloading a work with useless details un auteur quelquefois trop plein de son objet jamais sans l'épuisé n'abandonne un sujet s'il rencontre un palais allemand dépeint la face il me promène après de terrasses en terrasses ici s'offre en perron la règne un corridor la ses balcons en ferme en un balustre d'or il campe les plafonds les rangs et les ovales je sens vingt fouillés pour en trouver la fin et je me sauve à peine au travers du jardin and then he adds so excellent a canon of criticism that we must not neglect it tout ce qu'on dit de trop est fade et rebutant l'esprit rassasié le rejette à l'instant qui ne sait se bonner ne sut jamais écrire we have a memorable instance of the inefficiency of local descriptions and a very remarkable one by a writer of fine genius composing with an extreme fondness of his subject and curiously anxious to send down to posterity the most elaborate display of his own villa this was the laurentinum of pliny we cannot read his letter to gallus which the english reader may in melmoth's elegant version without somewhat participating in the delight of the writer in many of its details but we cannot with the writer form the slightest conception of his villa while he is leading us over from apartment to apartment and pointing to us the opposite wing with a beyond this and a not far from thence and to this apartment another of the same sort etc 
yet still as we were in great want of a correct knowledge of a roman villa and as this must be the most so possible architects have frequently studied and the learned translated with extraordinary care pliny's description of his laurentinum it became so favoured an object that eminent architects have attempted to raise up this edifice once more by giving its plan and elevation and this extraordinary fact is the result that not one of them but has given a representation different from the other montfaucon a more faithful antiquary in his close translation of the description of this villa in comparing it with Philibion's plan of the villa itself observes that the architect accommodated his edifice to his translation but that their notions are not the same unquestionably he adds if ten skilful translators were to perform their task separately there would not be one who agreed with another if then on this subject of local descriptions we find that it is impossible to convey exact notions of a real existing scene what must we think of those which in truth describe scenes which have no other existence than the confused makings up of an author's invention where the more he details the more he confuses and where the more particular he wishes to be the more indistinct the whole appears local descriptions after a few striking circumstances have been selected admit of no further detail it is not their length but their happiness which enters into our comprehension the imagination can only take in and keep together a very few parts of a picture the pen must not intrude on the province of the pencil any more than the pencil must attempt to perform what cannot in any shape be submitted to the eye though fully to the mind the great art perhaps of local description is rather a general than a particular view the details must be left to the imagination it is suggestion rather than description there is an old italian sonnet of this kind which i have often read with delight and though i may not communicate the same pleasure to the reader yet the story of the writer is most interesting and the lady for such she was has the highest claim to be ranked like the lady of evelyn among literary wives francesca turina buffalini di citta di castello of noble extraction and devoted to literature had a collection of her poems published in sixteen twenty eight she frequently interspersed little domestic incidents of her female friend her husband her son her grandchildren and in one of these sonnets she has delineated her palace of san gustino whose localities she appears to have enjoyed with intense delight in the company of her lord whom she tenderly associates with the scene there is a freshness and simplicity in the description which will perhaps convey a clearer notion of the spot than even pliny could do in the voluminous description of his villa she tells us what she found when brought to the house of her husband Logier ampio cortila e stanza ornate con gentil pittura trovai gigiugende e nobili scultura di marmo fatta da scalpel non via noble giardin con un perpetuo aprila di varige fior di frutti e di verdura ambre soavi Aque a tempra lasura 
estrada di beltà non dissimile e non men forte estel che per fortezza ha il ponte e fianci e lo circonda intorno faso profundo e di real larghezza chi fe col mio signore dolce soggiorno con sante amor con somma contentezza ande ne benedico il mese el i giorno wide halls wide galleries and an ample court chambers adorned by pictures soothing charm i found together blended noble sculpture in marble polished by no chisel vile a noble garden where a lasting april all various flowers and fruits and verdure showers soft shades and waters tempering the hot air and undulating paths in equal beauty nor less the castle glory stands in force and bridged and flanked and round its circuit winds the deepened moat showing a regal size here with my lord i cast my sweet sojourn with holy love and with supreme content and hence i bless the month and bless the day end of section one